All right. Hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? All is well here. And hello, John. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a guest, John Russell, comedian in the great state of Minnesota. Great to be with you guys. Hi, Nathan. Hi, Jake. How's it going down that way? That's, Good. That's Thanks not... for being on, man. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, that too. That didn't sound like a Minnesota accent. I, I didn't hear any Ollie or Leo. And, uh, <laughs> what, what is it? Ollie and... Ollie and Lena. Uh, Oli, Oli, yeah, that, Oli I didn't hear any of that in your voice. Yeah, I grew up in Des Moines, so uh, yeah, I mean, it, you're gonna hear you're gonna hear Des Moines out of me. Well, fair enough. All right, we got news topics to jump into. I want to start with. I didn't send you guys any links for this. I just assumed you would have seen it. I want to start with the dumbest fuckers on the planet, Doctor Oz and Doctor Phil. I will tackle Dr. Phil and then throw Dr. Oz your way because Dr. Oz was a bit, uh, you can have opinions on it one way or another, but Dr. Phil was the dumbest. Anybody that doesn't know, Dr. Phil said that you don't close the, the country down because of automobile accidents, cigarettes, or swimming pools. And... Fox, it was on Fox News, and of course the reporter just sat with the, the talking head sat there and nodded at him like, yes, that's very thoughtful. And in my head, the first thing I thought of was, well, yeah, you don't catch a, a, a car accident while you're walking through the aisle of the grocery store when someone coughs. It's such a stupid apples and oranges. I, I, I mean, like, I just don't understand what someone's thinking when they think they're making a smart remark like, well, more people die from auto accidents. Yeah, well, you know, they also add seatbelts, airbags. They're constantly updating automobiles to make them safer. This is brand new. It's dangerous. So it's just, I thought it was the stupidest comparison ever. And if, if, if an automobile accident victim breeds on somebody within six feet of them, they don't also get in an automobile accident the next day. If they did, might be a little bit different. Here's one he didn't compare. I got my penis caught in a zipper one time, but I still wear pants. Well, there you go. See? You know? I don't know if you it's were true. Living, there's something I, about Mary. It's something about Mary. You lived it. At, there you go. If anything, what happened to you should be seen as negative against Hollywood. You were trying to emulate you something something you saw in a movie, <laughs> and so we should blame Hollywood for your penis getting caught in a zipper. Well, you know, put, you put the blame where it goes. I don't know, say, man. You got to be careful with that kind of anti-zipper rhetoric. That's how kilts got started. You know what I'm saying? They used that logic way too much back in Scotland in the day. I will say this though: I think Doctor Oz got his medical degree at the same place that Doctor Pepper did. Well, let's talk about Doctor Oz. Unless anybody has anything else to say to, about Doctor Phil, I just thought it was absurd to try. Like, okay, yeah, uh, four hundred and eighty thousand people die from cigarettes every year. Well, guess what? We have legislated the fuck out of cigarettes. You can't yep. smoke indoors anywhere other than a casino. So it's it's odd that he tries to say that we're taking away freedoms by not letting people go outside when we took away a lot of, quote, freedoms when it concerns cigarettes. And with automobiles, you have to get a license, you have to test, you have to have insurance. I mean, there are legislative items against two of the three things he mentioned. Well, and again, just like the car accident thing, um, to die from cigarettes, you have to light one up and smoke one every few hours for decades and decades and decades. If it was just to die from the coronavirus, you have to personally eat a bat, it wouldn't be as bad as it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of a different, uh, different thing when it's like wicked contagious like this. And I'll tell you what, too. 
the it, it, by their logic, if one of you two gave my 82-year-old mother the coronavirus, by rights, by their logic, I should be able to just kill you. Are, uh, did they mention dueling or continue? I guess I didn't hear. No, I didn't. no. I mean, there. The, well, the logic is that that something caused something. I mean, it's just like that because there's no rules to any of it. Oh, you know? I see. It's, they, it's they, complete libertarianism. Yeah, it's just like it's like if that's if that's the deal, you know. Um, I, 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 my my impression is that when I watch all of this stuff, and I see the people that Trump is putting on his economic recovery uh, committee. It's just becoming so fucking political that it's blowing my mind because there's still 2,000 people a day dying, you know? Yeah, and let's, well, let's let's, uh, use that as a segue to Dr. Oz because his comment was, let's reopen the schools. We might lose 2 to 3% of the population at best, that is at least him making a moral judgment, and I find that less offensive than Dr. Phil, because Dr. Phil is just being illogical and stupid and just being a belligerent asshole. If I don't agree with Dr. Oz, at least he is taking a position that says, this is how I feel. The economy is more important than life, and that is at least debatable because he's being honest with who he is. Does that make sense? Yeah, but also— the um, I, I just did a little math on my calculator here. If I I, I think I did three percent, three percent of three hundred and fifty million people is ten million five hundred thousand deaths. I don't want to be responsible for that. That's you. Yeah. You don't want that on your on your watch. That's not a no. good. That doesn't look good on a bumper sticker. Is all I'm saying. A, a, a campaign bumper sticker. <laughs> well. And, and on to that end, uh, John Oliver actually covered this several weeks ago. He said you have two options. One, quarantine and try and beat the virus down, uh, and it's going to really fuck up the economy. Or two, have a free-for-all where you have a shit ton of people, say 10 million, going into hospitals and dying, which is then going to fuck up the health system and the economy, so it's lose-lose. No matter, it, it's really not a matter of everybody gets to go back to work and some people die. It's a matter of people get to go back to work, but then the entire system gets fucked up by all the deaths and medical needs. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a it's a tough spot, but I mean, the reality is, I don't want to be, I don't want to be the person that dictates or has to decide who gets to live or die, and I don't think anybody should be able to. Um, it's 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 a tough thing. I was I was talking with one of the guys I know, and we were talking about yeah, I don't want to get that, and and he says, well, maybe you want to get it now before the hospital rooms get clogged up. Um, that's I mean it it's I mean it's so stupid because you don't want to get it, but it makes sense, you know. But that's the whole thing. The whole the economy going down, it's going to go down like you said, one way or the other. I'd rather do it where less people die. Well, I think it's a little bit of a natural reaction, too, just for two reasons. Like, A, the news is always so sensational that we've heard that more or less this kind of thing was going to happen every single flu season, whether it's bird flu, um, H1N1, whatever. The news sells fucking, you know, I mean, used to be papers, but, but, you know, it gets eyeballs on screens 
by telling you it's the end of the world. So it's become a little bit of a boy who cried wolf situation, right? So there's that. There's people that haven't had it hit their communities really bad so far. They, they don't believe it because we as a country don't tend to believe anything anymore if it's on the news, especially if it's coming from a side we don't like or whatever. And then also it's hitting us regionally kind of one by one. And so if it hasn't hit your community really bad yet, you're just seeing the, the fucking the, the, the almost immediate effect of the economy. You know, I mean, look at restaurants and stuff. We all know people who work in restaurants, but depending on what state you live in, you might not know, but somebody who's got COVID-19. So you're, you're immediately, you, you tend to think about what's around you. You're immediately thinking about, you know, my, my, my friend that works at, you know, movie theaters, restaurants, bars, whatever, um, any kind of service industry thing totally fucks right now. And yeah, the $1,200 stimulus checks, that's great. I'm shocked that they actually got those to a lot of us, but that's not going to last for six months. You know, not not even in a in a in a state where it's really cheap. You know, let alone out, out here in in New York. So, um, I think if they haven't got hit by it yet, they're they're immediately thinking about the stuff that's already happened to their economy, as opposed to what they feel might happen because of the virus. Well, and to what you just said a second ago, um, uh, I can't remember if I mentioned this, John, when I did your video chat, Jake. I've mentioned it to you. I lost $3,000 worth of work in two emails. So $1,200 is, I'm not complaining. It's nice. I got it. It's something. But I'm still at a shortfall um, automatically. Right. It's better than a fucking goose egg, sure. But yeah. Right. But let's let's be honest. In in New York City, in Minneapolis, in many major metropolitan areas, $1,200 is one month of rent for, for people. You know, oh, fuck, so, yeah. not even that here, man. I mean, yeah. Depending you on know, what part of the city you're in, a fucking one-bedroom is is like 2500 bucks. a shitty there you, one. There you go. So thanks for, you know, I mean, thanks for the effort, but it doesn't, and, and, and that's part of the problem, is that, in, in, and let's be honest, I mean, there are people that are gaming the whole system, too, um, because you knew it would. You knew it would happen. I know people that are like, oh, so you're telling me that if I only work 30 hours a week, I'll still get that extra 600 bucks, you know, and I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that either. Cause there's, I mean, when I, when I look at all of this, they can, they can only do so much, right? I mean, because I don't think anybody wants to say we're completely socialist. Everybody should have money. Although it's talked about, this is certainly going to make people think about it a little bit differently, you know, in terms of maybe having a guaranteed, uh, guaranteed living amount that the government gives you or whatever. I don't know. But, Andrew Yang's idea. Yeah. But I mean, the, the whole, when I see these people protest and, you know, and up here in Minnesota, it was ridiculous this week. Um, and, but the people that are out there protesting are not the people that, you know, they're the people that are kind of comfortable and don't really need the 1200 bucks and, or, or any of the unemployment. And uh, maybe they, maybe they're off work. I don't know. Maybe they do need the unemployment, but it's not the people that are in dire straits that are out there protesting, open it up, open it up, because they're scared as hell. I I disagree a little. I think that the people that are protesting probably are legitimately angry and want to go to work. I don't know how desperate they are, but I think for them it's, I mean, I, I'm I, not knowing, but I guess that it's it's a combination of anger at the media 
uh, anger at the the libtards, um, guns rights, and they want to go back to work. Right, yeah, I saw, I saw pictures of those protests. None of those guys looked like they had yachts, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they, they they did not look like they had 401ks even. They, they, yeah, they I don't think kinda, that their stock you know. market took a hit. I think they, they, whatever, they, they live paycheck to paycheck, so I think they legitimately want to go back to work. Well, yeah, I, would, I think... I think they want to go back to work, but I. But the thing is, 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 is like I was saying before. I mean, the economy thing is hitting them. The actual virus isn't. Once they have, you, you know, their friends that work in hospitals in the area, fucking, you know, showing videos and writing Facebook posts telling you, hey, I've been working fucking sixteen-hour days, and people are dying here on an hourly basis, and we don't have room for all these people, and I've gotten it already, and I'm fucking scared to death, and all this. I mean, it would, it would, they would not feel the need to to strap on those those ridiculous skeleton masks and wave around the AR talking about how oh this virus is fake and we need to open the economy. Speaking of that, I do my favorite pictures are, and uh, I've seen them from several states. When it comes to the protesters, my favorite ones are the ones that are saying this is a hoax while wearing uh, surgical masks. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I if you really believe that nonsense, eat, take the mask <laughs> off, and eat a boiled bat from Wuhan, pussy. Do it. <laughs> Put the money where the mouth is. Like I actually respect any anti any anti vaxxer who lives in a state that's getting hit by this now that still doesn't want vaccine. They're a moron, they're dangerous, but I kind of respect them a little more, you know, because at least they believe their nonsense, you know? It's kind of like, it's one thing to say that life vests are, are total bullshit if you're a factory worker in Ohio. If you're a crab fisherman in Maine, you're fucking doubling down on that. You are Robert De Niro with three bullets in the gun playing fucking Russian roulette and deer hunter. I, I, I kind of respect it a little more. Oh, that's what's what kind of relates to what I said about Dr. Oz and Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil knows he's full of shit when he says something stupid. But if Dr. Oz legitimately believes that it's worth 3% of the population, all right, I don't agree with him. I think he's an asshole. But at least he said something he believes in, and Dr. Phil didn't. Or if Dr. Phil did believe that, then he is even more stupid than I've ever given him credit for. And I have basically thought he's pretty stupid from the get-go. Well, he's I, Dr. Phil's not even a real doctor. Yeah, it, well, he's someone, he's kind of like my dad. My dad has a PhD in like uh, business or something. So for a yeah. while, he would try and call himself Dr. Timmel. And it's like, no, you have a doctorate in, you have a, you have a college doctorate, but you're not a doctor, doctor. Yeah. And he would try and put, well, I have a doctorate. And like, it, it, that's not how society views it. Yeah. Well, well, let's 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 uh, switch to good news. What we've been talking about with what Jake just said about um, anti-vaxxer, anti-vaxxer. Why wow, I can't talk anti-vaxxers. Um, here's someone that got his comeuppance. I I love little stories like this. Virginia pastor who defiantly held church services dies of coronaviruses. Mm-hmm. Coronavirus. He said uh, he was going to keep his church going. I firmly believe that God is larger than this dreaded virus. You can quote me on that. People are healed in church. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> I mean, it shouldn't make me laugh, but it does. Looks like God was a Buddhist that day. It you shouldn't know, make me laugh. You don't. You know. You don't want anybody to die. But I mean, in in life's fine drama, there's a story in that, and and it is. You can't be fucking naive. I I I, I will be honest with you. My mother is very religious, and. I am afraid that sometimes as as she gets older, she will become more naive and fall for this stuff. Um, 
Kenneth Copeland. I don't even know why we're talking about this. Kenneth Copeland already exercised the coronavirus. Yeah, he, didn't he ago. blow it away? Didn't he? He blew it away. Blew it away. And I and at that time, I just thought, well, Trump, you're just not yelling loud enough at the coronavirus. <laughs> But how many more cases do you think of this we will see? Like, okay, so Jake uh, pointed out, probably uh, rightfully so, that the people protesting are not familiar with it on a personal level. Will we see, uh, like, Florida just reopened their beaches. Um, We're recording, I should have put that up front, on Saturday the 18th. Uh, John, I always tell the listeners when we record so that if something big happens the next day and this posts on Monday, why weren't we talking about it? Um, But uh, Florida just opened their beaches, so we should see a rise in Florida. Do you think we will see a rise from the protests? There was an interesting study done from spring break. uh, Cell phone tracking showed where spring breakers went after spring break, and they showed little pockets of COVID explosions because they picked it up in Florida and carried it around. Do you think we're going to start seeing that with these protests? I do. It de- yeah, I mean, it depends on how, how, how bad that state is, honestly, because if, if there's not a ton of it there, then that means they're not passing it around. I mean, I, I think the only way that you really fucking beat it is... A, I, I mean, if it's if it's as bad as it is in in New York and you know places like Florida, I think Texas is getting it pretty bad. Um, but Louisiana it, and Michigan are both Louisiana, getting yeah. Fucked. Louisiana and Michigan is getting it bad. If it's that bad, then yeah, you got to do the um, the self quarantine thing. But um, on a on a on a fucking more long term note, you can't. You know, obviously, we're going to need a vaccine for it to real really wipe it off. But that's that's going to take some time. But before that. You're going to have to do testing because it. if you get this thing, it runs the gamut from going to give you a, a fucking really bad flu, feels like one day, and then it kills you tomorrow. Everything from that all the way down to literally asymptomatic. Literally, yeah. you cannot feel anything and you're just walking around coughing it on people. Totally immune. So a lot of these people that have it don't know they have it. And so you can't fucking test for something like that. And, and I can tell you personally... As somebody in a, in a state who, who got hit really bad early, there I had friends of mine who fucking, you know, tried to call hospitals and be like, hey, these are my symptoms, which basically, you know, are any common cold and, and, and flu and shit. And they were saying, hey, don't come down here and get tested because they just didn't have the test for it. And even if they did, I wouldn't have fucking gone down there. You know what I mean? Like if I fucking had the symptoms, because the symptoms are the same as most flus that you've had. And yeah. so I'm like, well, maybe I have it. Maybe I don't, but if I go down there and I don't have it, I'm definitely going to have it from going to the hospital. That's where everybody with fucking COVID is. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if they test you for it at the hospital and you test negative, they're basically going to be like, good news and bad news. Good news is you tested negative for COVID-19. Uh, bad news is you're catching it right now because you are in a in a COVID-19 farm. So do you want to just grab a cot and wait for it to set in? Or do you want to come back in two days when whatever you have makes this flu look like nothing? Yeah. <laughs> It's a good point. It's interesting. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, it's interesting because what I've seen is it takes about three weeks for this to blow up, you know? So, like, if they have these protests now and people have it and somebody has it and spreads it as they're out there, it should take about two to three weeks before it shows up in any of them. Um, 
And so that's kind of the hard thing. It's like it's like I I don't I I've, I've been watching Cuomo do his press conference every day because I'm a drama hound, but it seems like in New York. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like it's plateauing there now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 it seems to be doing that here in Minnesota too. And I think when it starts to plateau, that's why some of these idiots are out there saying, "Okay, well let's let's do it. Let's get it's going to be over." And it's not because. There was just a story today about people who've had it in South Korea now coming back and getting it again. Oh wow! Like individual yeah, patients read that have too. gotten it's, it twice. Uh, yeah, they they that everyone thought it'd be like well, not thought, but I think there were a lot of crossed fingers that it would be like chickenpox. You get it once, you've built up antibodies, and then you're fine. But yeah, yeah, not the case. But unfortunately, you know, it's such a new fucking thing that there what metal medical experts are saying about it one week i mean shit changes the next week because we, we we just don't really fucking know yet and i mean science is great and everything but it it only knows what it knows by testing and i, I you know it testing takes time text you know you, you need a you need big samples you need you, you know and, and so it it's fucking changing it's a lot of it's a lot of guesswork and a lot of shit getting proven wrong you, you know after after they think they've they've got one one concrete fact about the virus figured out. Well, um, John mentioned South Korea, so let's pivot to Asia and jump into China because I sent you a link, but I actually listened to a New York Times podcast yesterday morning or this morning. I've already forgotten which because the days fucking bleed together. Um, the. Uh, the headline of the one I sent you was, As Coronavirus Fades in China, Nationalism and Xenophobia Flare. And the podcast I listened to went into even more detail than the article I sent you. Uh, China is now blaming the United States for the coronavirus. All state-run media is saying that the United States participated in a worldwide military event and released it last year in China when they were there visiting. And Chinese people, not all, but that's the propaganda media is pushing the idea that, no, no, it wasn't a bat. It wasn't a, a wet market. It was the Americans. And you have uh, the, the reporter that was getting kicked out. They talked about reporters getting kicked out of China, actually started having run-ins. He'd been there for years and was at a McDonald's, I believe, he said, with his interpreter and started getting yelled at by people like, foreigner, go home. You Americans, you brought this coronavirus to us. So it's really fascinating to to hear Dude, that. Dude, my response to them, if I was an American living there, I would be like, absolutely, I'm fucking at. I'll enjoy your bad burgers. I'm going back to the, the, the great Satan in the West where we don't eat bats and don't start the fucking coronavirus later. I'm out. Well, I mean, it, it's just... It, it just goes to show you the power of propaganda is you confuse the issue so much until nobody knows what to believe. Because originally, it was literally someone uh, did something they shouldn't have around an animal, it jumped to humans, now we're fucked. Here we are several months later, China is now saying, well, we think it was the Americans. America is now, it was two days ago this was in the news, and it's already gone, saying, we're going to reinvestigate the idea that it was a Chinese military virus. And or... When the military virus idea went away, apparently, uh, I read it actually this afternoon. Yesterday, I saw a story where they said there is 
a medical facility in Wuhan that does testing of coronavirus, not COVID-19, but all coronavirus from bats, and they accidentally leaked it. So now that's the problem with everybody being quarantined is people can sit on their computers and write bullshit stories and then spread them. And as I just as I started this with, you just confused the issue, and now you have everybody pointing fingers at everybody, and everybody is right, and everybody's angry, and nobody is right. And it's it's interesting, but it's also scary. I will say that um, they they've apparently opened a lot of these wet markets back up in places like Wuhan and stuff. Yeah, and. It's really made me wonder how delicious must these fucking bats be? I gotta try just one. I'm not saying I'm gonna go crazy and eat a whole. I'm, I'm not gonna have a whole bat wing spread or nothing, but I gotta know because China locks down on its fucking people. You know what I mean? Like you say the wrong thing about the government, straight to the goddamn prisons. You know, you know what I mean? Like, like you do the wrong thing. I mean, shit. They had they had like state-run sterilization programs if you had more than one kid for so many years. But with these wet mar- markets, they're like, yeah. Fuck that. We can't keep these closed. <laughs> these goddamn bats are too good. So I got to try one of these things. Here's, here's must another be interesting. something about them. Go I, ahead, Jen. You, I was going to say, did you did you see what uh, the numbers were when they unlocked Wuhan? How many people left? It was like the, the first three hours, 75,000 people just left. Oh, yeah. Fuck that. Work. I'd be out, dude. I, absolutely. Well, and but, did you also see they revised the death numbers up by 40%? Uh, Jake and I you, talked about this last week. We said you can't oh trust God. numbers from China. Right. Yeah. And then suddenly, just this morning or early afternoon, they went, yeah, we just found 1,200 more that died of coronavirus. We're just going to slip that into our fig- figures. And it's like, really? You just you just found 1,000 extra people that died and you're going to... So, so who knows what's going on? Because they control everything. Well, right. I mean, as... As even here, as more or less, you know, open as our, our media and stuff is, the numbers here are low. Because in, in New York, what a, what a friend of mine was telling me that's a, a, a nurse is that the, the, the numbers of deaths that they're taking from the hospitals, those are only people that died of corona at the hospital. If they came in dead from it, they don't fucking count that. Which is funny. Like, that could be, a, you know, anything. Which is funny because uh, I, I went to high school with a lot of assholes. And uh, I see those dumb fucks posting shit like uh, the opposite, the exact opposite, is that they're trying to bump the numbers, and if you come in and stub your toe, they're going to put down that you died of coronavirus because they want inflated numbers. I saw one asshole even say that part of the stimulus package involves $30 billion to doctors and scientists, and they just want that coronavirus money. That's why they're doing it. I mean, they're literally bumping virus numbers so they can study viruses. That is the belief among stupid people. Yeah, it's fucking wild, man. Isn't it interesting, though, that that you have that school of of people who think that that people would literally think they were going to make more money by more people being dead? I mean, now, don't get me wrong. There are people that are absolutely profiteering off of all of this, but I think... When people say, "Oh yeah, they're bumping up the numbers," I think they're looking at the wrong people. You know, yeah, because I don't think I've I've heard the joke before years ago. No kid has ever gone, "I want to be rich and famous. I'm going to be a scientist or anything even close to that." You know, like you don't get into science because that's where the big payouts are. I don't know. The fat guy in Jurassic Park did. <laughs> I think that Newman. fat bastard leaked the coronavirus. That's my theory. 
Uh, Newman. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was goddamn Newman. Well, speaking of China, apparently Donald Trump doesn't know where it is because uh, Nancy Pelosi, and this goes back to February before the country was on lockdown, and it's just coming out, uh, or it just happened. When this all started, Pelosi was worried about xenophobia against Chinese Americans, apparently rightfully so, because that's happened. Uh, So she visited Chinatown and said, you know, come visit. It's great restaurants, blah, blah, blah. And uh, <laughs> Donald Trump, apparently, I'm scrolling down to find it, that, that she, Nancy Pelosi deleted this from her Twitter account. She wanted everyone to pack into Chinatown long after I closed the border to China. Based on her statement, she is responsible for many deaths. She's an oh, incompetent wow. third-rate politician. <laughs> he said he closed the border to China, and she visited Chinatown in San Francisco, and he he. I mean, this is our president, for the love of Christ. Many deaths. Not a lot of people know that. (laughs) But I mean, it's it's to me when I read this story, the first thing I think of is Matt and Trey saying that South Park will not really be making fun of Donald Trump because you just can't. He is a parody of himself. And yeah, when you have a president of the United States who doesn't know the difference between Chinatown and in San Francisco and China th- this this is what he either does how can you parody that he either doesn't know the difference between Chinatown and San Francisco and China the country or he believes that anytime you you order General So's chicken in San Francisco they fly it directly from China your order goes across seas they they fly it um very quickly but they, they it's it's all coming from Wuhan Peking yeah. duck yeah, only comes well, from one place. Only comes from Peking. Just like you know, champagne. It's, if it's not really cooked in Peking, it's not real Peking duck. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I, I, I saw a linguist on uh, an MSNBC. Linguist? 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 What's that? I don't know. I don't know. Somebody that studies language and shit that I can't say. Linguist, yeah. Okay. But he was on uh, MSNBC in 2017. And, they were, and I just watched it today. And I don't know how it popped up, but it did. And they were talking about how Trump and his speech patterns, um, you can tell, he's got certain little tells. And one of them is he'll say something and then he'll say, not a lot of people know that. And that just means I just learned this, you know, and it's like, and they go through and there's a ton of them. But I mean, I don't, and I don't want to, you know, I mean, like you said, it's, it's, there's no point in bagging on him because he's going to do what he does regardless of what anybody says. But I just find it very interesting that there are people that have, you know, been able to find these things. And it's like, yep, this is coming next. And, you know, to watch what he's done with this uh, coronavirus briefing every day and basically turn it into a goddamn uh, political rally for himself is is I just it's shameful to me. I, I just I'm like, I don't. I don't want to get political because I want people to be safe. But for God's sakes, man, he's making it really hard not to just slit his throat, you know? <laughs> well, let's uh, let's uh, do one more story and we'll call it quits. Uh, John, one thing I like to throw at Jake or just out in general is one thing that I really enjoy is clickbait headlines where they where they throw a sensationalistic headline out and you click on it and the story isn't really what you thought it would be. And in my mind, that's this next one that I sent to both of you. 
the headline was, Watch! Landlords ask potential female tenants for sex in, in exchange for lower rent and free Wi-Fi. And that headline is not as misleading as the beginning of the, the story, which is it, basically you get the idea that they're saying, hey, blow me or I'll evict you or get rid of you. But it's, it's literally, hey, do you want a free place to live? Instead of charging your rent, you can fuck me, which might be disgusting. But at the same time, if someone wants to do that, I think two consenting adults should be able to do that. You know, if I have a room, if you want to have sex for an exchange, as a, it's a barter system. It's a barter system. They're trying to make it all shocking and bad and horrible. I think anybody can say, would you want to do this? And anybody has the right to say, no, I'm not into that. Or, oh, sure, maybe I am. I see what you said. It's a little exploitive in nature, but yeah, the um, the the, the article's a little misleading because it literally is guys posting that online. It's not landlords saying that because somebody's having a hard time paying rent because they're a server and now the coronavirus is happening. That, like, that, that's what you think initially when you read the thing and, and then, yeah, you, you read that and you're like, oh no, this is just a shady Craigslist post. Yeah, it's it's just uh, like the guy is a dirty, uh, the, the, what a series of landlords Okay, so they're they're dirty, filthy assholes, and I disagree with their do what what they're doing, kind of like Doctor Oz. But like you just said, I think there is a world of difference between oh, you can't make rent this month. Tell you what, suck my dick and you can stay. Don't suck my dick, I'm kicking you out. And oh, you need a place to live. Tell you what, how about you blow me and I'll give you a place to live. One is horrible, the other is bad, but at least yeah, there's an option there. I, and I definitely know that wasn't in New York because if you said that to a landlord here, they'd be like, dude, it's 2500 bucks for this shitty rat-infested one-bedroom. A blowjob's not worth $2,500. I could get one down there in Chinatown where the president's too scared to go for for like 500 bucks. Fuck you. I'll knock 500 off the rent because I'm a nice guy, but you still owe me $2,000 after you're done sucking my dick. See, and that's Jake and I have talked about this in the past. That's uh, you. You said five hundred dollars. Uh, I'll knock five. That's the the only reason. One, not the only, but one of the only reasons I've never been with a prostitute is when I went to Asia, and I really did want to fuck some of the Filipino prostitutes. Oh my god, they were good looking. They wanted something absurd, like three hundred dollars for a blowjob or one hundred and fifty yeah. for a hand job. And I'm like, I'm not giving. You know, I'll give you fifty for a blowjob. One, because I want the blowjob, but two, I want the story. But to me, a story is not worth $300. And so, yeah, it, it seems <laughs> it seems like a bad—I wonder what these—actually, there's a picture of one of the guys, and he looks normal. You'd think that they'd all be, like, just fat and uh, just just disgusting guys. Like, I, this is the only way I get laid, <laughs> is by trying to yeah. exploit the fact I have a room that I can rent. I don't know. I'm 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 tossing it over in my head. It's like five hundred dollars for a blowjob, or do you know how many apple fritters I can buy for five hundred bucks? That's true. I don't I mean, think. Yeah. Did I? I don't think a lot of these coked up guys that are buying these blowjobs are sitting there calm, collected with tasty apple fritters in front of them. If they were, the sex trade would be fucking dead. You know, sex for hire, dead. Apple fritters would fucking cut into all their profits. I'm just, I'm just saying. I, I can speak from my own experience. It's like apple fritter, blowjob. Although it's never, it's never been an option for me. Like I had to choose, but I figure if I was in that position, I would definitely choose the apple fritter. 
Yeah, that does or, sound like Black Mirror's shittiest episode ever. Or you could be like Jason Biggs and fuck the apple fritter. You know, there's a compromise. There that was how that is. shitty Black Mirror episode ended. His uh, he, he 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 decided to combine both things and save you know five hundred bucks. Yeah. All right. Well, John, thanks for joining us. You got a, you got a website to plug? Uh, I know you're doing live Facebook uh, uh, interviews every day during the quarantine. Plug that. Plug your website. Plug just just yeah. uh, toss some stuff out about yourself. Yeah, I will. Thank you very much, and it's great to be on with you guys. Uh, yeah, thanks for I'm, being on, I'm, man. I'm interviewing comics uh, every day at one o'clock central time and they are live at uh, and you can find it on goonies comedy club uh facebook page uh, i had nathan on there with me a couple of weeks ago and it was fantastic uh my website is john um just don't you know report me but uh <laughs> and, and and that's it at at jr comedy on twitter if you want to look at look for me there i don't i don't barely post anything there because i it's i don't know but I'm an, and I'm not really good at selling myself either. So there. No, oh, there you go. Well, you sold the 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 daily interviews. Uh, look at Go- look for Goonies Comedy Club on Facebook. I'm at NathanTimble.com. Jake is at JakeVevra.com, and I think that's all we got for you this week. And I, I do have one room available in my apartment if anyone wants to suck my dick and then give me two thousand dollars for it. <laughs> right off the end train. I like how you did say anyone. So uh, male listeners, Jake's all for it. He'll just close his eyes. I, you know, I'm not a, I, I'm not a bigot. You know what I'm saying? You got to do what you got to do to pay rent. In these tough times. John, thanks for joining us. Listeners, thanks for listening. And we will catch up with everyone next week. Later. Later.